0: Do you feel pressure to help your teen find the right college? From essays and finances to picking the perfect experience. What if I mess up and it ruins incredible opportunities and connections? We have answers, mama. Let's go. Hi, my name is Stephanie Plecka and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Today, I'm talking with Courtney Counts, host of the podcast Confused to College Ready, Unlocking the Secrets to Your College Search. With over 15 years experience as both mental health and school counselor, she earned a master's in social work, helping parents and students easily and confidently identify the best college fit and systems to better understand their college needs. She's all about meaningful conversations and tailoring your college search to meet your teen's educational and financial needs. She lives with her husband and two sons near Charlotte, North Carolina. Courtney, thanks for
1: hanging out with me today. Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. I have been looking forward to this and love your podcast and I'm so excited to be able to share. Wow,
0: thank you. I appreciate it. I just love moms I love helping women to chase their dreams and write their story and a big part of that story is having teens that are headed to college and when I discovered you and heard your podcast I thought I've got to have this girl on my show (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about how did you even get to this place where you wanted to help other women helping students parents to get the perfect college search
1: I am a high school counselor right now. I served as a mental health therapist prior to that. So almost 16 years experience at this point. When the pandemic hit, everything changed. And I saw what all of my high school students were going through. I saw the changes that were happening as far as what they thought they were going to do and the steps they were going to take in that college search and applications and tours and everything. The whole world turned up upside down but at that point everything for those students turned upside down too and i knew that there was a better way i've worked in a virtual setting i've worked in the face to face setting and i thought you know what we need to be able to guide everyone through this process through the tears there don't need to be arguments we don't have to have you know mom crying and the students crying and everyone is arguing and doesn't know what steps to take next, that there has to be a better way. And it also doesn't have to cost a fortune. You don't have to pay hundreds of dollars in application fees and hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars for consultants that we can help make this manageable. Okay. You said a couple of things there that really
0: excited me. One is, is we don't have to have tears and fighting and arguments. And the other is it doesn't have to break the bank. So. <laughs> Absolutely. As a mom of four teens, actually three teens and a young adult, one that is currently in college, it was definitely one of those where you go into the meeting with a counselor and you have no idea what is happening, where to start, and really it felt like everything had to be perfect or we were just going to fail. I was going to fail my kid, the connections and opportunities that they would have, what if we didn't get it right? So. Let's talk about the big college search because there are thousands of colleges out there and it's easy to feel lost, stuck. And even like my child, when I get overwhelmed, I just want to quit. I want to stop and procrastinate. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine, you know, as a teen, it's easy to shut down this conversation and just halt it because we have nowhere to go. But how do
1: you actually Mm -hmm. start
0: the conversation when neither of you have an answer
1: Yeah. So it is, that is such a common thing. And the number of parents that I talk to and the numbers of families, the number of families that I work with where that is the exact concern, I can't even begin to tell you. It is most of them. You're not just like when you bring home. So my sister just had a new baby. And just like when you bring home that newborn baby, you're not going to break it. You're not going to, you know, do something that is going to tremendously hurt that child. You are doing everything that you know, the best that you can. And that's where we're here to guide on that college search process. The steps that you take and where your student ends up is going to be exactly where they're supposed to be. I firmly believe that God has a plan for every single person. I firmly believe that he knows exactly where they are. The students are going to end up and there are a lot of different aspects in the college search that we're looking at. We're looking at cost. We're looking at majors. We're looking at where do you want to go to school? If your student wants to be a marine biologist, we're not looking in the middle of Nevada. You know, we're looking at <laughs> if they don't like the cold weather, we're not necessarily going to be looking at Minnesota or Michigan. We're going to be navigating what are each of those steps. Um You don't have to know every single little piece. The other thing with that is we're going to take this little steps at a time. As you do take those baby steps, you are, you know, babies are, they're crawling, then they're walking, then we're getting to the point where we're running. And it's going to be the same thing in that college search. So that overwhelm creeping in or sometimes feeling like it is just going to totally knock you over just one step at a time. And the having a consistent time to talk as a family can be a big thing. When your student is early on in high school, when we're looking at ninth grade 10th grade that might be once a month that we sit down and have a conversation about hey you know have you completed that career interest inventory or how are your um how are your classes going you said that you were interested in going into um, nursing and you're taking health science but you came home the other day and seemed a little squeamish with whatever lab they were doing and being able to have some of those conversations early on, that can be something in the car. Moving forward, that can that as you're getting into junior year, senior year, we really want to be able to have some time where there's no distractions, no phone, no TV, nothing else that's going on. We're going to sit down and have a conversation. We're going to have four or five talking points of this is what we want to cover today and then have that conversation and then have those next action steps. The first three things that we want to consider are potential careers, different values. What are the things that I absolutely have to have in a school? And what is something that's a deal breaker for me? Then absolutely no way. And then we're going to navigate what are those potential colleges.
0: That is so good. You threw down a mouthful of stuff and I was taking notes here because that's very comforting, especially when you were saying like, just get in the car and say like, Like nonchalantly, these are some of the things we're going to do. Let's get together for a coffee date or something to just let them know ahead of time. Because I noticed that teenagers, they can, you can scare them easily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you're in the car and it's like, okay, have you gotten your essay written? And all these Things are such huge ordeals and they'll just this just they just run, you know, like a little turtle. They just kind of put their head back into the shell and it ain't coming out. So, yes, I love the part. You said we're going to have a meeting. We're going to have talking points and then we're going to throw down a few things so that they know like. What are deadlines and what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, when we were talking to my kids, it was interesting because they just wanted to go over their best friends are going to college. <laughs> so it would be like, OK, well, I'm thinking about going to University of Michigan. All right. Well, we've been to Michigan once. And I mean, now that we live in Arizona, they've acclimated to the weather. If it's 82 degrees, my sons, they're wearing hoodies. And I'm like, Uh you know, instead of saying, like, are you serious? That sounds ridiculous. I was like, well, let's just think about this a minute. How often will you be able to visit us? Did you know it snows? I'm just throwing something out here. Like nine feet a year. And he just looks at me and he's like, hmm, you know, maybe this this isn't the college for me. (laughs)
1: Exactly, exactly. And it is, um, I had one student that it was the the a very similar situation, but he didn't like the warm. And he um, he was not going to go any further south than where we were. And he wanted to be in an air conditioning the entire time in the summer. And that's, why are we looking in the south part of Florida or Texas? Let's go ahead and let's move a little bit further north and keep you comfortable. Students need to make sure that they can see themselves and that they're going to be okay on that campus. It's going to be a long four years if you go somewhere and you end up deciding, I don't like this or transferring and that can happen. And sometimes it's a good fit for the student, but that also can end up having some cost associated with it um, and stress that's going on in the middle of the year while students are trying to study.
0: That is so true. Cause you've got to look at, you know, there's travel expenses, travel time, mm-hmm. maybe they're only going to get to come back four times a year you know, what majors are offered in that area, what's a specialty, um, yes. how big is the size. We talked about that, too. And I'm glad you mentioned it, because um, one of my sons, he's like, I want something small. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. And, you know, like I'm in New York City and the hustle and bustle. He loves to he's very charismatic. He loves to go out and then come back in and kind of plug in. He's sort of a half and half introvert and mm-hmm. an extrovert. So mm-hmm. I could appreciate that as well. It really is. Interesting when neither of us know what we're doing to just ask those questions.
1: Yeah, and it, um, a lot of the times, it is figuring out for each unique student. So just like you with your two older, that it's a very different experience for every single one of them. And so what worked for one child, just like much of parenting is not necessarily going to work for another child and being able to say, okay, these are the experiences that I'm looking for having those must haves. I want to make sure that I am at a campus where, um, where it's smaller, it's intimate, um, considering how far is it going to, How far are you going to have to drive to go to the grocery store? How far are you going to have to go to be able to go to a mall or to have some kind of fun recreation? And if students don't know, one of the other things that they can look into is just doing some quick tours And taking a weekend and saying, okay, I have absolutely no idea where I want to go. Let's hit a large public university. Let's hit a private university. Let's go to something that is more liberal arts centered versus a four-year school. Trying to see which of those is going to be what feels best for the student. You know, they get on campus. This is too much. This is too big. Or I need something bigger than this. I want to make sure that I am able to have that social life that I want.
0: Oh, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah, well, we traveled with our kids and took them to all the places, you know, just on the map, just a book, you know, we just kind of shot at the map and said, here are the places that you know, you're interested in, you know, we went straight to the facility and did a tour. And the first thing they said was, wow, I didn't realize it was this big. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> or
0: some of them are good at cross country, but you know, are you going to be racing at University of Oregon, which is like one of the top schools for running, or do you if you really want to run on a scholarship, maybe go where you're a big fish in a smaller pond. You know, mm-hmm. also a lot of my friends do that with tennis. They play tennis and they love it. The scholarships aren't huge, the school's not huge, but they're really enjoying themselves, you know, and it's all about the college experience, right?
1: It absolutely is. It absolutely is. And there are so many different things that everyone can look into to figure out okay, are you looking at D1, where maybe you are that small, um, big fish in the, um, that you are just among so many people small fish big pond or do you want to go to the smaller school and that can be the same thing with multiple majors whether that's music whether that is whatever a student is interested in theater engineering chemistry um, the elite college there is such a, a stigma that is attached to that we have to find this elite most prestigious school and the word prestige itself is looking at you know it there's not a definition of what defines prestige. A lot of it is surveys that act, academic um, professors are completing or current students are completing, there's not a right fit. There are actually a couple of books um, that are really great. One is by Jeffrey Salingo that it's Who Gets In and Why, A Year Inside College Admissions. And he actually went into different universities and was following their admissions process. And he talks a lot about prestige and what that looks like and that there are buyer schools and there are seller schools and what are you looking for?
0: Yeah, what is a buyer school and a seller school?
1: So a buyer school is one that they are wanting the students to be able to come in, that they are bringing in as many students as possible and that they are buying essentially, that they um, that they have a lot of applications and they're able to choose. The sellers are the ones that might be needing to um, sell a little bit more about their college. Um, so he, and it, it can be taken a couple different ways. So he really goes into specifics of, what that buying and selling looks like. But some of the colleges are, you know, able to give merit aid. Others might not have as much aid as they're able to. And then the whole, do you remember the whole thing with Becky from Full House and all of the the college admissions scandal that happened a couple years ago? That was a, another big thing. There's a great Netflix documentary where it talked all about prestige and what that looks like, but also looking at That you don't have to go to those schools, that it doesn't have to be that particular setting and it doesn't have to be that prestigious elite college.
0: That's a good point. You know, it's sometimes we think, oh, because if we don't go to an Ivy League school or if we don't go to a school that, um, you know, sometimes we want to pick it for our legacy or connections of people that you think wow could get jobs at you know Google or some of the high tech industries Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pressure on parents because we want to do the right thing and we want to give our kids all these opportunities but sometimes we're not really giving them opportunity we're kind of sabotaging them so (laughs) yes it doesn't have to be perfect
1: you know it does not
0: so I have another question when is the best time to even start researching is it like your sophomore your junior year
1: yeah, so that's another good question. And I would say that no matter where your student is, is a good place to start. Where they are, so a ninth grader, you're not going to need to move near as quickly. Tenth grade, you're going to be having some more of those meetings that we talked about, um, looking at the potential colleges. Where is it that we might want to, to go travel and see? And then as you're getting into junior year, it's really defining that, defining my career interests. This is what I thought I wanted nope, I want absolutely nothing to do with that. And that could be just as important of I don't want anything to do with this as no, I really like it.
0: Yeah. So there was it was interesting, because one of my kids, he was like, I want to go with my friends to a college in California, you've got to also look at your value system, mm-hmm. your your religion, how, what your beliefs are. There's so many different colleges out there. that are super conservative, super liberal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't so you've got to think, is this going to be my vibe? You know, yes, <laughs> c- because you you're wanting to connect with people and it's all about community and having those friends. And so you've just got to also think about that, too.
1: Absolutely. And that's where those values come into play. Of What do I have to have? If religion is something that is incredibly important, then making sure that there is a place in a community for that, that and that might mean that you are looking at a A Christian college, that also might mean that you're looking at a college where they have different Christian organizations that you can plug into on campus and be involved with. Going on those college visits is super helpful. The grade, um, like I said, the grade that your child is in makes a difference on how quickly you're needing to move through the different parts. Um, Juniors, what I would say, and especially for the juniors that are in um, 11th grade right now, our students this spring, taking time this spring and this summer to narrow down that college list Make the most of your summer. I know that we have a lot of times student athletes and students are working and that kind of thing, but really looking ahead to, okay, what do I want to write about in my application essay? Making a spreadsheet where we're tracking. These are the due dates for my application. These are the due dates for letters of recommendation. These are the due dates for transcripts so that students know what they're going to have to make sure they get taken care of this fall. And then they can make sure that they are enjoying senior year more as far as these are the things that they want to focus on. College board for our younger students, they have some they have big future where students are able to do career and college interest inventories. They also have scholarship searches. So that is a wonderful resource for students in every single grade. So College Board. It is. Yeah. So College Board, big future for our um, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. And then for juniors and seniors, they have an opportunity scholarship where you log into your College Board account and they are going to give you access to a ton of different resources so that um, you can apply for a scholarship just by logging into their system and completing some different tasks like searching for scholarships, creating your college list.
0: And I know my kids have used it, too. I mean, they have been scouring for scholarships. I mean, everything from writing essays on, oh, my gosh, even to, like, I'm left-handed or or right-handed. Yes, yes.
1: We have one for um, female students that are left-handed is something that is in our system at my school. (laughs) It's just um, so unique.
0: Finally, lefties get a break.
1: <laughs> that yes. is
0: hilarious. Yeah, there's so many different ways to look at a college. And, and really, it's personality and majors. I mean, sometimes your kids might be like, well, I like what you said, that if they wanted to do marine biology, and they need to be down in Florida or somewhere on a coast mm-hmm. and not, you know, in the middle of the Midwest.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um. That makes a big, big difference.
0: Yeah. So we just need to sit down with our kids. I think, too, a lot of times it feels a little scary thinking, you know, I'm only a junior and there's all this pressure to, you know, try to join the National Honor Society and and get all these community credits and build my resume and SAT scores. It can just feel overwhelming. What would you say to the parent that's thinking, I really want my child to have a fun, stress free, you know, senior year? Mm-hmm.
1: So I think some of it is looking at what the students' interests are. They need to be able to tell their unique story. What is the story that I have to tell? And how can I help the colleges understand why I'm a good fit for their campus? You're interviewing colleges just as much as they are looking at you. And so that's where that best fit comes into. And I, I probably sound like a broken record sometimes as far as that, but it really is about what's the best fit for a student. Um, you also want to be balanced. After the pandemic, the number of students that we have seen with mental health needs, anxiety, depression, it has gone through the roof. And we also are seeing a lot more students that have been waitlisted, especially at a lot of those top tier schools. And so I think some of it boils down to, let's find a balanced college list. So what are safety schools, the schools that I am quite positive that I am going to be accepted at. What are my match schools where I'm probably going to be accepted there. I meet their average. And then a couple of those reach schools where I don't know about that, but we're going to go ahead and try. But balancing my mental health and my emotional needs, being able to balance my time with friends, being able to balance the my academics, and it, it can feel like a tightrope sometimes that there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. And I think that's where those conversations that we have to can, some of that can be checking in and making sure how are you doing, knowing that students can access resources like their school counselor when they're on campus if they need something. Um, there are so many things that we want to do to help make sure that our students are taken care of and um, that they are well-rounded, but also that they're enjoying that, that time in high school.
0: That's a great point. And it's easy too. you know, when parents are going on walks and to compare saying, you know, like, oh, my kid is going here and another one will say, oh, mine's getting a merit scholarship or mine got a full scholarship. And the next thing you know, it's like, wait a minute, (laughs) I thought I was as good as this this other person or, you know, they're going on baseball scholarship and blah, blah, blah. And we start getting into that comparison trap.
1: And that is one of the hardest things. And that's where students at at my school, GPA comes out after the end of the semester. And holy cow, you better believe the number of kids that are coming in. What's my GPA? And you mean you're doing better than I am? But it really is reminding students, this is about you and where you are. And sometimes reminding ourselves as parents that they might have that full scholarship, but here is something that we're doing. And here's how my child is unique. And here's why, I am able to focus and know that God has a plan for my student on where they're going and what they're doing. And maybe there are other opportunities that our student is going to have at that school and things that are going to pay off for them later on, that every person has their own unique journey and adventure.
0: I love that because, you know, there's the scripture in everything you do, put God first and he will direct you and make your efforts successful. So this burden is not on us. We've just got to pray right. and know that God has a plan for us and it's for good and not evil to give us a future and a hope. Was that Jeremiah 29, 11?
1: <laughs> yes, I actually have that written down to talk about. That's really funny that you say it. I have that in, um, in my notes that that is absolutely one of my favorite verses for myself for my own boys and then also for the students that I work with for I know the plans I have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future and so he has all of those steps laid out for our kids he knows exactly where they're going to go he knows when they're going to meet their their future partner he knows the job that they're going to get he knows all of the things that are going to happen.
0: Ooh, so let's just partner with God. Don't put it on us. Don't compare because that steals the joy. Enjoy the journey. Yes. And it's all going to be all right, Mama.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, Courtney, how can people find you?
1: So um, I have a Facebook group. It is Confused to College Ready, where we're doing some free trainings and going to be able to help people that is brand new that just opened. I'm on Instagram and Facebook confused to ready. So it's a little bit different. It's confused to ready. The Facebook group itself is confused to college ready. I also have a free guide for families on taking those first three steps on how to start or expand your college search. That's if you go to to ConfusedToReady.com forward slash how to start. And then the other thing that I wanted to do, Stephanie, is to offer the first 20 listeners that email me, any of your listeners, a free 15-minute call with me where I will give them 15 minutes. They can ask whatever questions they have. If they email, it's admin at ConfusedToReady.com. And if they put in the subject, Mother Mindset Free Call, I will, for the first 20 people, Um, I will give them a free 15-minute coaching call on whatever topic they need.
0: Wow. Thank you so much, Courtney. That is very generous. So guys, call her now. Get to that admin. Be the first 20, okay? You have been such a joy. Thank you so much for just giving us a piece, knowing that it's not all on us, but everything's going to be all right.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me. I have enjoyed this. Um, I know that God is absolutely using your podcast to bless people. And thank you so much for having me join.
0: Thank you. Until next time, here's to living your best life. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.